John chapter 4. The time is coming when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. That time is now here, and these are the kinds of worshipers the Father wants. God is spirit. Those who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said, I know that the Messiah is coming. Messiah is the one called Christ. When the Messiah comes, he will explain everything to us. Then Jesus said, he is talking to you now. I am he. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. You may be seated. I invite our young ones to come forward for the children's message. Hey, guys. So I've got something for us to do today. Are you excited? Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to need everybody's help. But before we start, what do you think God looks like? An old guy. An old cloud. Kind of like uh, everything. Like everything. Oh, I like that. Tristan? Air. Like air. Well, so do you know that there's some scripture verses, some things from our Bible that tells us what God might look like? There are. Do you want to help me? So what we're going to do is we're going to use these scripture verses and we're going to actually... Thanks, Kelly. <laughs> Happy almost birthday. So, how many people are really good at reading? Oh, yeah. And how many people want to help me color? Everybody. Okay. So, I have some different scripture verses that I'm going to need help reading, okay? Yeah. So, here's one for Emily. Great, so God has hands then. 
So once Brady's done drawing the nose and mouth, will you draw his hands? Right. Okay, who has number four? All right, so Riley, will you read it and then Ellie can draw it? Then they heard the Lord walking in the garden. So what do you walk on? Feet. Feet and legs. So Ellie, will you be able to draw feet and legs for God? Or do you want Riley to help you draw? Why don't you pick a color and once, so you'll be after Tristan, okay? You can pick two. So what was I supposed to do? So you were drawing God's hands. Well, there aren't any arms, are there? I have number five. So just got the hands first. Yeah, I know. So Xander, are you ready to read number five? Yep. Okay. God said to Moses, there is a place where you may stand on walk. My greatness will pass the place. I will put you in a large crack in that rock, and I will cover you with a hand until I have passed away by. Passed by. Then I will take away my hand, and you will see me back. But my face must not be seen. So God, oh, that's really loud. So God says to Moses, "You will see my back." So that must mean that God has a backside, huh? <laughs> is that kind of silly? So Xander, once Tristan is done drawing the hands, and Riley and Ellie are done drawing the legs, I'll have you draw it back. Okay. That we are at the point where we are ready to finish our drawing, and then we're going to talk about it. It's looking pretty great. <laughs> I'll take your markers back if you want to help. And Lily, will you help me put those markers away? Okay. Okay. Xander, why don't you choose a marker for the back? I know. Over. So, Ellie, do you want? Oh, that's okay. They're okay right now. Okay. Who has a head? Well, we didn't have a head. Because her eyes melted her mouth. How about we didn't draw a circle? Yeah, well, you know, we don't need to. We're just doing it straight from what the Bible says. Okay, so Tristan, you want to move so Riley can do the legs, and then that way we can get through the finishing that. So, well, you guys are finishing that. That's a pretty funny picture, huh? We're kind of missing some parts. Why do you think that is? Because he's just ant. Because, say it again? He's just ant. Yeah, so, you know, I have two more scripture verses. Does anybody else want to read an extra one? Me. Emily and Brady, those are the first hands I saw. Let me, but I want to Well, these are coloring ones. They're just reading. I know, we're really excited. And the color Okay, Emily, why don't you read yours first? God is spirit. Those who worship God must worship in spirit and truth. So what do you think it means that God is spirit? Uh, that he lives in heaven? Yeah, so maybe that he's not necessarily... Uh, I know you keep turning that up on me. So maybe that he's not... So do you think that God really does have a body like we do? Maybe not. Is it kind of fun to think about, though? Yeah. So, Brady, will you read your scripture verse for us? The woman said, I know that Messiah. Messiah is coming. Then Jesus said, he is talking to you now. 
I, I am he. Yeah, so what's a way that we know God to have a body? Who, who is the person that comes to us as a human? Jesus. That's right. And so Jesus comes to us. So maybe God doesn't have really a physical eyes and ears and nose, even though it's fun to draw and to think about. But it's Jesus who comes to us. Or legs and feet, yeah. But it's Jesus who comes to us. And what does Jesus bring us?
that how I looked and how I acted wasn't considered by some people to be all that amazing or wonderful. And my parents, my mom, who's here today, tried so hard to encourage me and to remind me that I was loved and beloved, that I was special and important. But culture and our social interactions can get hard to pass. Our peers can be difficult to ignore. It often seems easier for moms to see the beauty in their kids, just like it's easy for God to know us and see us as wonderful. God created us, after all. It's easy for God to see us this way because you see wonder in your children. And so part of my baggage from being bullied was that I grew up feeling alone in it all. Even when my parents or close friends tried to encourage me, it was hard not to feel alone. Through high school and even into adulthood, I struggled with depression and anxiety. I struggled with feeling alone. And I struggled with feeling unknown, worrying that if anyone really knew me, they wouldn't want to know me much longer. I pretended like I didn't feel that way. I had a, a fake-it-till-you-make-it sort of mindset. I worked really hard to get everyone to like me, which didn't always lead to the best decision-making. I carry a lot of that baggage from bullying and feeling inadequate with me, and so as an adult, that feeling like not enough comes up sometimes, particularly around Mother's Day, thinking about fertility issues, around health issues, around my weight and my appearance amazing and wonderful. Eh. I used to spend over an hour getting ready in the morning with makeup and hair products, and sometimes that is really fun, and I enjoy doing it. But for the most part, it was me looking at my reflection, looking at the mirror, and feeling like not enough. And it's not to say that everything is bright and shiny and perfect now, but to say that I, too, need these reminders that God gives us in our psalm today, that even when we have felt like we are alone, unknown, or frustrated and disappointed with ourselves or our bodies, God still knows us, and God still loves us. God still wants to remind me and you that we were made in the image of God. Let us make human beings in our image and likeness. There is a divine spark in us, a divine image in each of us, in every one of us, Every human being is a reflection of God, which is maybe a different mirror to look at than the one in my bathroom. Sometimes, even with this reminder, it's hard to believe this about our Creator, that God created us divine and images of Him, that we are these amazing and wonderful beings just as we are for who we are. Because in our lives, it's sometimes easy to feel alone or unknown or disappointed with ourselves. In our reading from John, Jesus is speaking to a certain Samaritan woman at a well. The biggest difference between the Samaritans and the Jewish people was where they worshipped. Jewish people worshipped God in a temple in Jerusalem, but being outcast from the Jewish faith, the Samaritans worshipped God in a temple in Jerusalem. So Jesus, having a conversation with this woman from Samaria about God and about worship, about her life and her background, is crazy. And we have hopped into this reading right in the middle of their conversation. And so Jesus has just told her 
all about herself. He knows that not only might she think that she is unknown to him because she's from Samaria, but she's alone at a well because of broken relationships in her life. She is an outcast from her own people. And if you know the story of the Samaritan woman at the well, you know that Jesus lists with her that she has had multiple husbands, which likely means that she was widowed or divorced multiple times. She's dealt with huge loss. One of the biggest reasons for divorce in ancient Israel was fertility issues. So if she couldn't get pregnant, if she couldn't be a mom, then eventually her husband could just leave her. And it had happened four times already. So alone and unknown by the people who should be close to her, disappointed with herself, she comes to a well. And she finds Jesus there. And Jesus talks to her. Jesus knows her. He knows her story, her gender, her nationality, her faith, her history, and her background. None of those things stop Jesus from knowing her, from loving her. In knowing her and seeing her as the divine image of God and seeing her as being made amazing and wonderful by our Creator, Jesus tells her that God is not in any particular location. It doesn't matter where you go to worship God. Jesus says the time is coming when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. Because God is spirit. God is spirit, invisible, and yes, at one time it was believed that God was in just one place. That you had to go to the temple to be in God's presence. But Jesus tells the Samaritan woman, God is with us in spirit and truth wherever we are. Because through Jesus, through our Messiah, the world is forever changed. God's presence is here and now. The woman begins to wonder at the words Jesus has said, and so she tells him, well, I know that the Messiah is coming. And Jesus, knowing her, being with her, seeing her as amazing and wonderful, not in spite of who she is, but because of who she is, tells her something he hasn't told anyone else yet. Jesus says, he, the Messiah, is talking to you now. I am he. I am that I am. I am the Messiah, not only the invisible divine spirit that is God, but here and now, the Son of God, Messiah, right in front of her, fully divine and fully human, talking to her, being in relationship with her. What does God look like? God is spirit, truth, God is love. And God looks like the love Jesus shares with this woman. Our God shares the spirit and truth and love with us through Jesus, even when that is a hard truth for us to hear or believe. Even when we feel alone in our world, when we wonder where God's presence is in our lives, when we struggle through grief, worry, mental illness, or just the brokenness around us. Even when we feel unknown and unsure of what people will think of us, afraid to reach out to others or afraid to be our true selves with those we love, unsure of how to be in those relationships, even when we are disappointed with ourselves, frustrated with our bodies or feeling inadequate or like we're not enough, wishing we could somehow be different than we are. For all the times, we struggle to believe that we are, in fact, the reflections of God, made in God's image, made wonderful and amazing for all of that heartache, that humanness. 
God sends Jesus into the world, fully divine and fully human, bringing us this truth of God's love. Jesus goes to the cross to know us, to know humanity in all its brokenness and its inadequacies, to know us in all of our brokenness and inadequacies. In this great love, Jesus dies in order to talk to outcasts like the Samaritan woman, saying to each of us, you are not alone. He is talking to you now. I am here with you now. Jesus rises from the dead and conquers sin and death to break down the barriers that divide us, to bring us to our amazing, invisible God of spirit and of creation in order for you to hear that you are made in God's image. You are made in God's image. You are a reflection of our Lord. And as reflections of God in our world, each of us are made to share this incredible love with this world. And maybe it's in talking with and getting to know someone who feels alone, who is struggling with mental illness or addiction, or maybe who is just struggling. Maybe it's reflecting Jesus' boundary-breaking love by accepting someone for who they are. Maybe you will reflect God by helping someone to feel that they are fully known and fully loved just as they are, just as God made them. Maybe this is just in sharing a meal with someone who might feel like an outcast. Maybe this is in serving people who are in need, letting them know that they are seen and cared for. Maybe you will reflect God by sharing in prayer with someone who is struggling with health issues. Maybe it's reaching out and letting them know that you are there. Maybe it's learning about others so that, like God, you can see the wonder in all of God's children. Even hearing these words from God, it's not to say that everything will be bright and shiny and perfect all of a sudden or always. And so maybe for you, it's hearing these words today and knowing that they're for you. Maybe reflecting God is reflecting the struggle and the brokenness that is humanity. Maybe it's reaching out because today you need to not be alone. You need to be known. Maybe you need to be reminded that you are enough and that God loves you just as you are. Maybe it's reflecting that love that we are given in whatever way we can because our Lord, our Lord knows all of the things that we can accomplish. Lord, you have examined us. You know all about us. You made our whole beings. You formed us in our mother's bodies. We praise you because you made us in an amazing and wonderful way. What you have done, God, is wonderful. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen.